0: Welcome to Ask the $50 Billion Man with high-performance executive success coach, Dan Pena. The only show where you ask and you get complete, no holds barred answers. Head on to wwwaskthe 50 billiondollarman.com to submit your questions. And now, your host, Dan Pena.
1: Hi. Welcome to my uh, 005 podcast, questions that, that we've been getting in have been uh, still pretty high quality. Uh, of course, we do get some doofus questions, uh, and I throw in some of the doofus questions um, just to, to give you an example of how some of the other kids are thinking. And some of the simple questions that I think and I, I even commented on the first podcast that I think that, you know, I don't, I'm pretty sure you should know the answer. You're still asking me the question, so that must mean that, one, not everybody's looking at the podcast to form an opinion of what they should ask, and two, it's still, it's, it's still important to you. So, uh, for those of you that are more sophisticated, just bear with some of the simple questions that I'm uh, going to answer, okay? Okay. Uh, Mr. Pena, uh, what do you mean, uh, does the, do the ends justify the means? It's pretty simple, uh, it's exactly what it, it says. Uh, I believe the ends do justify the means as long as it's moral, ethical, and legal. And contrary to what a lot of people think or have said about me, QLA isn't meant to hurt people's feelings, okay? QLA isn't meant to, uh, for the shock therapy, you know, that, uh, that it, it sometimes seems like. QLA is to get you from A to B in the shortest possible time as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical. So the ends do just stop by the means. Um, What's the best way to get laser beam focused and keep it? Well, the best way to get laser beam focused is uh, to develop uh, terrific, uh, start with enthusiasm and build terrific habits. Part of the methodology to build terrific habits uh, in our mentor program is that, uh, for example, the weekly reports. And even if you don't come to the council seminar, start weekly reports or daily reports to yourself and make yourself accountable. Uh, That's how you uh, build uh, uh, habits that will lead to laser beam focus. And do it even on days you don't feel like it. Every day that I get up, I don't feel like going to the gym and working out. But I, I, I still exercise at least five days a week and normally six days a week and sometimes even seven days a week except for when I'm traveling. It's because I've built up the habit of. Doing something for my my myself, my body, and I do the same thing for um, uh, my mentality or my, my 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 thought process. And you can do the same. When you stand in the middle of the crossroads, and there's a whole big long paragraph that that I'm I'm not going to read. Um, when you stand in the middle of the crossroads, and your and your soul, heart, mind, uh, and purpose are wanting different paths, how can you focus? a path to success and fulfillment well if your if all those things are different soul heart mind etc then it's the wrong thing generally speaking it's the wrong thing they should all be in sync they should all you, all those things should be pulling in the same direction so if your soul heart mind and purpose are in different directions then you're in the wrong business Can you think of an excuse for not making it fucking big in life? Now that you can set up a company for pennies and hire a world-class freelancer for dollars, is there any purpose, any any possible excuse left for not taking action now? No. (laughs) Or I should say fuck no. There isn't. Uh, now, this guy is obviously in uh, the internet space because of the uh, description he gave. But not just the internet space. I mean, there's no reason to keep you from not making it big. It all depends on the number of sacrifices you're willing to make, the degree of those sacrifices, your commitment and your determination and your focus. If you had to start all over again, what industry would you go uh, to and why? How would you make sure you became the kingpin in the industry? Well, let me answer the second question first. I wouldn't necessarily know that I was going to be the kingpin, but as long as I loved it and I was passionate about it, I know that the money would take care of itself. Uh, Where would I go? I'd go telecom, which is internet and healthcare, just as I've said in I believe all uh, the three uh, uh, previous uh, podcasts. Um, It's where it is. People like me. Uh, baby boomers want to get, uh, not want to get healthy, they want to stay healthy and they want to live longer. So it's, 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 it's a no-brainer. And telecommunications, stroke, the internet, the world's changing. Internet's changing daily. I mean, it's an easy place. Plus, most of you kids are internet savvy. Not most of you, all you kids are internet savvy. A lot more savvy than my generation. Um, how would you take advantage of crowdfunding, integrating it into your existing model? I presume you mean, the question means, into the QLA model, not into my personal model, because I personally probably wouldn't use crowdfunding because I don't need that. But for you, um, it's it's being used in a lot of different industries. Uh, the, probably the most famous of the industries is um, the movie business, where big actors, Tom Cruise, etc. I don't know if he's doing it or not, are involved in, um, in uh, funding, finding money and funding their projects uh, on the internet. But they have to be visible. They have to, There has to be transparency. Uh, you have to uh, do what you say you're going to do. Uh, and uh, you'll never get past the first crowdfunding unless you're successful. Hey Dan, I'm a writer. I've written four full-length features, film scripts on spec, but no sales yet. Publishing stories on the Kindle. Writing my tenth now. Should I do as like protégé Mikey, that's Mikey the pizza boy he's talking about, and produce my own films, low budget stuff like Saw has been, has been successful, or look to establish, uh, to look for an established book publisher, or carry on writing and promote the hell out of it while still uh, working the day job. Well, if you're still working the day job, you know, as I've said in I think all the podcasts, I've never seen a high performance guy or gal this uh, part time uh, I would t- uh, take the bi- where the biggest risk is versus the biggest reward in conjunction where the low hanging food is <clears throat> i don 't think Mikey making uh, movies in the initial stages was low hanging food for him, but he did it anyway starting from scratch <clears throat> no connections how do you find mentor candidates well it 's in um, I have a newsletter on it at least one newsletter on it I have uh, Portions of my book that are on how, how you find a mentor. You can get uh, some of my product uh, that you can get on Torrent. It uh, tells you how to find a mentor. But what you want is you want to find somebody that is much more experience than you, which tongue-in-cheek isn't too difficult for most of you. Uh, but more importantly, this, this guy or this gal has to be where you want to be in time future. So they have to have already accomplished what you want to accomplish. Okay. And then you have to knock on doors. You have to be like a politician, shake a lot of hands, kiss a lot of frogs, uh, and go out there and find that person. And uh, the first person that you ask uh, may not say yes, but ultimately, and probably the first person that you're going to ask won't say yes, because you're timid about it. You're not as confident. You don't have the self-esteem, the self-confidence, et cetera. But after you practice, I mean, you're gonna find the right person, but you, gotta, you, you won't do it on the internet. You won't do it by sending emails. You won't do it by fucking uh, um, tweeting him. You're gonna have to face to face. You're gonna have to press flesh and shake his hand or her hand. Um, but you want, further to that question, you want somebody that's in the industry, not just where you wanna be financially, but hopefully somebody that has been successful in where your passion lies. Um, If I could speak to the 20-year-old self and could tell him one more thing, one thing, what would it be? I said this and I think all the um, podcasts, just fucking do it. Don't listen to the naysayers. Uh, Conventional wisdom is almost always wrong. Just do it. I mean, follow your gut. Um, Is it easier to be a billionaire today or 20 years ago or is it the same? It's easier to be a billionaire today. I mean, i.e. Zuckerberg, i.e. the Instagram kids, i.e. all those deals. It just is. Um, now, easier not coming up with a concept. Easier not because it's not any less meaningful. But I mean, a billion dollars today is not what a billion dollars was 20 years ago. Um, now here's, a, here's a smart-ass question. Last year, the US Navy ditched all its cap letters, uh, message format. I know you had military training, but why stick with writing in all caps when it is considered rude by most? Why not adjust to the times? Fuck you. And he even put his email address there. Fuck you. I do it because I want to do it, because I'm passionate about everything I say, so I use cap letters. If you don't like it, don't fucking read it. Unfriend me, delist me. Delink me, whatever the fuck it is. Um, other than just fucking do it, what is extremely po- which is extremely powerful? What's the second best thing you can you know now? If you knew when you were twenty, another question. Okay, instead of just fucking do it, find a mentor. Find a mentor, and let he or she take you through life's perils. How should a young mother start to do, how should a young mother start to do to get a wealthy lifestyle for both her and her kid? Find something you love, that you're passionate, that you're willing to make sacrifices, and most mothers are willing to make sacrifices, and just do it. You know, uh, find it, whether it's art, design, clothes, internet, just do it. I've inherited a remote piece of land in the glorious and mountainous area of Cyprus. How can I get investors to build a retreat there to nourish the soul? Uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about nourishing the soul because I don't need anything to nourish my soul. Um, but you might want to follow some of the models like Deepak Chopra and some of those guys and gals. Uh, but, um, Cyprus is a beautiful place, but I'm I'm not the one to ask. But follow Deepot. Deepot or those kinds of guys and gals will know. You said people should uh, more see money as a monopoly money, uh, to be more comfortable with it. The more they played, the more they made, as they say. And how much uh, making money is fun and how much is dead serious to you? Making money is always that serious to me, but if I can't make money and have fun, I'm not interested. Uh, I use the uh, analogy that we've all played Monopoly, or most people play played Monopoly, and so when you play Monopoly, the Monopoly is just a little paper, right? $1,000, whatever they are, and you land on the houses and you pay the rent. But it's not real money, so you have no fear. You just do it, right? Well, in, metaphorically, if you did the same thing and taking risks and making money, and you realize that landing on boardwalk when you don't own it and you have to pay rent, you're not not going to kill you. You will instill some of the habits of a risk taker. What is what is the question I need to ask to win a? Oh, <laughs> this is funny. What is the question I need to ask to win a free place at the Castle seminar? That's that. This question is certainly not it. Uh, we've had a few. We've got a few in the running. Uh, and we've got a few in the running for the uh, four second best questions, to have lunch with me and spend an afternoon with me asking anything you want. Um, but um, it, should, you know, it, it has to be uh, related to you. I mean, uh, how do you make your dream come true? What uh, is your story and the biggest lesson you have learned uh, on the way to the $50 billion that you've helped Um, your mentees and devotees create. The biggest lesson that I've learned, well, well, there's a number of them, I'm just going to name a few. The biggest lesson that I've learned, contrary to my belief when I started coaching in May of 1993, where I thought everybody was willing to do anything that was honest, moral, and ethical to be a high-performance person, that's a a false premise, because you're not. Because most of you fucks are lazy. Most of you fucks are, uh, want something for nothing. Most of you, and that's why I've given you the product. So who are you gonna blame for not being successful when you got the product for free? I underestimated grossly, geometrically underestimated the, the, the slothness of the average human being. I thought that you were hungry. Or I should say, I thought more of you were hungry. I was dead fucking wrong. You want success without sacrifice. You want money and wealth and the choices that you can make with wealth without commitment, without passion. It's the biggest error I made. In hindsight, If I had known it was gonna be as tough as it is, dragging you people, pushing you people, kicking you people, punching you people, beating you people over the goal line, I may have not started. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad, because I'm an optimist, I underestimated how uncommitted most people are. Dan, I found your material this week, and see, and after seeing London real again, thank you, Brian. Excuse me, I know it is a while ago, but uh, I I live in Hanoi and I missed it before. I've been receiving your newsletter ebook, not all, but a good uh, few since I only found it this week. I understand your advice as to how to try and get into deal flows, and, and would like to do it for me as well. I work in fast-moving developing country, China. I have a tape on uh, iTunes on uh, Deal Flow. Listen to it. But Deal Flow mainly comes from your dream team, your uh, your board of directors, your mentor, uh, because of their vast experience—20, 30, 40 years in some cases, even more in some cases—they will have input uh, uh, to help you in the deal flow. Second, your accountants, and third, your lawyers, all have professional contacts that you don't have. They have their network, their worldwide network, and they can assist you in your deal flow. Uh, And deal flow is possible in China. Um, Hey, Dan, how can you deal with people who seem to be doing everything to manipulate others into working hard for them while at the same time paying them little as possible, even though the latter Uh, are star players. Uh, That's something very common and nobody talks about it. Unfortunately, not all high-performance people are nice or or, or fair or any of those words. And if you haven't figured out life isn't fair yet, then you've been living in a dream world. You quit. You leave. You go off on your own, you go to work for somebody else. But the longer you stay there, what you're doing is you're you're giving tacit approval to their actions because you're not doing anything about it. What would you ask Andrew Carnegie if you could? I like that question. Uh, I would probably ask him when he left Scotland at age 12 or 13. And remember, Andrew Carnegie is from Dunfermline, Scotland, which is just down the road from Guthrie Castle. Uh, it's maybe 30, 40-minute drive. Uh, and he left there with his parents, and uh, and you know he did remarkable things. I would ask him, Mr. Carnegie, um, what did you think um, would be your end game? What were your goals in the beginning? Now we know Andrew Carnegie, because there's been a lot written about him, he believed in affirmations, he believed in visualization, he believed in goal setting, Uh, he believed in focus on the few, not the many. He believed in uh, financial uh, uh, motive must prevail, meaning money motivates uh, virtually all people. Uh, But that's what I would ask him. Um, What would you say uh, is the greatest sacrifice a man has to make in order to succeed like you did? I think in essence, this would let us know if we could also make uh, it where you are. If you ask that kind of question, it's pro- and, and if there's any limit to the sacrifice, as long as it's moral, ethical, legal, you're not hurting anybody, you're not killing anybody, et cetera, et cetera, uh, then you probably don't have it within you to make those sacrifices. Uh, I, I've talked at, at length, ad nauseum. Uh, when I, in 1981, I decided to move to the United Kingdom away from uh, my, uh, my own uh, family. We had high-performance people in my family, but they were all you know, teachers, principals, uh, public servants, and, but nobody in business. So I, I left, and I, there's a big, long section in it uh, in my ebook, which I would highly recommend that you read. It's on my uh, website, and it's free. Uh, but I was willing to do anything. You know, I worked 18, 20-hour days. I worked days upon end without sleep. Um, I wasn't reading any books, you know, because, you know, uh, I was taking action. And one of the greatest compliments I was ever given is when my, one of my uh, influencers, Robert Donato, who was a good friend of mine, and the godfather to one of my children, uh, he had to have the security guards escort me <clears throat> out of the building. Uh, he was the guy that says that he gave me my first legitimate job, Wall Street job. And um, because I had been there four or five days, sleeping at my desk, uh, you know, uh, giving myself sponge baths in the bathroom, not leaving my desk because I, you know, I wanted success. Now, I, I've commented before, Gates slept in his office. Bill, uh, uh, Ted Turner slept in his office. Uh, Jobs slept in his office. Uh, a lot of these guys have slept in their office. And, uh, you know, and if you're not willing to do that and make those sacrifices, and not be there for all your kids' birthdays, etc. cetera. Uh, most people aren't. Most people aren't. How do I convert my current wealth, 470,000 euros, into 7 million in the max three years, starting with uh, the moment you read this question? If you're involved in something you're not passionate about today, where you can really put your heart and soul into it, you're in the wrong business. You've got to find something that you're passionate about, where work is the same as play, Well, work is not considered to you as work. 18 hours days is no different than a five-hour day. Find that first, and you can create your 470,000 euros and do a much larger fortune. So basically, he's doing—he's growing it by, you know, five times more or less. But so what? I mean, he should be—you know—he's got some money to start with. Most of you people watching this thing don't have a fucking penny. I'm being, a, uh, an exa- that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Okay. So his goal should be higher, not just three million. Okay. Uh, what is the biggest and most obvious trait you see that constantly, uh, consistently shows up in the most successful mentees? Passion and commitment. And just fucking doing it, you know. And, um, and, then, and then if, if, if those three is passion, commitment, just fucking doing it, I just say, just fucking doing it. They actually believe because I've had the success that I had individually, 820 bucks into 445, 450 million bucks. And more recently, taking guys like you and creating 50 billion in equity and uh, value in the last 20 uh, years they just do what i tell them to do what the fuck why would you do that now if i was a baseball player which i'm not i have very little athletic ability other than golf and i wanted to learn to be a great hitter i'd mimic some of the great hitters like ted williams from the old days uh, reggie jackson from uh, you know uh, or some some great uh, players or if i wanted to be a great quarterback or if i wanted to be a great golfer i'm a, I used to study the films of some of the great golfers, even going back to Bobby Jones back in from the uh, 30s. So they listened to me. And so they just fucking go out and do it. Um, why do people who were previously successful when they were younger mellow out and become weak um, cunts as they get older and afraid to take the same risks to grow? Uh, besides, always extending your comfort zone how do you avoid becoming one of uh, a one-trick fuck? This guy sounds like me. Uh, Steve Jobs did multiple trick fucks, okay? First question, um, I, that's not my experience uh, for my mentees. They don't get more mellow uh, as they grow older. People say I've gotten a little mellow. I don't believe that, because I can still make hard decisions. If you want somebody to make a tough decision, you come to me. So, um, but the way you keep from being a one-trick fuck is you keep swinging at the plate. You know, Babe Ruth still leads uh, in strikeouts. He hasn't played uh, American baseball in 70 years, but he struck out more than anybody in organized baseball. Uh, Up until, you know, 15, 20 years ago, he led in home runs, or maybe 30 years ago now, uh, the great Bambino, because he keeps swinging at the plate. Nobody remembers him for being the the leading strikeouts, They all remember him for being uh, one of the the great home run hitters of all time. So keep swinging at the plate. I've been watching and listening to your talks. You said your mom raised you to have uh, self-confidence. We have a four-year-old son, God bless you. What did your mom do differently? She only did two things differently. One, she read a book by Spock, Dr. Spock, in 1946. I was one year old. I go into great length at at the seminar one year old, and it said, uh, do not say no to your son, your children. It, it sends the wrong message, et cetera, et cetera. So she never said no to me. My dad said plenty of times no to me, but he wasn't home that often, so but no. And if you, if you went around any girls that I dated in high school and first years of college, they knew that I didn't understand what no meant. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a joke, uh, but pretty true. Uh, the second thing she did is she never let me crawl, because we were, didn't have very much money. And she didn't want my diapers and my clothes to be dirty. So she always carried me. She carried me on her hip until uh, I could walk, roughly, you know, and I don't know how, that's two, three years old. And normally you let the kid crawl. So those two things she did differently. One, and I think the book on, by Spock, still, uh, I think it's Rearing Children, Early Age Children, is still around. She didn't say no to me. And two, uh, she uh, didn't allow me to crawl. Uh, but she also told me from the beginning, like many of you do, you can do anything you want. You can accomplish anything you want. But she was a, a very positive person, and uh, she built my self-esteem uh, the first seven or eight years. And then my, my dad, uh, in later years, who I dedicated my, uh, my podcast, my first podcast to when I released it, and re- released it on Father's Day, because he, he, he drummed in uh, to me, uh, literally speaking, uh, integrity uh, and uh, sh- strong work ethic. I'm 22 years old, devotee planning to make a consolidation play in the residential care home market. Out of the gate, I'd like to raise $50 million uh, using combined debt and equity, 70% debt from uh, financial institutions and 30% preferred equity from investors, uh, private equity. Is it wise for me to target a specific amount or should I simply uh, rope in a middle market bank and take a deal by deal? I'd like to be able to present a solid capital raise strategy to my board, um, not a specific amount, but the idea of roping in a small bank to get going and get traction is a good idea. Uh, but don't tell them you can say 50 million in, to the outside, but in your own mind, you should be it should be a billion. Um, so when you are trying to win uh, in business, do you tattoo your face and stick pins in your nose? I assume this is a serious question, but what the fuck's wrong with you? Are you fucking nuts? Do you see Obama or the Prime Minister of England or President of any of these countries with fucking tattoos and earrings? is no. And I mean, you wanna act presidential, Think presidential, and you only have first time to make a one time to make a first impression. So the answer is fucking no. And I hope this was a question, a joke question, or it was a question maybe to your kid or to your you know friend. But it's so obvious, it's beyond comprehension to me. And again, as I've said in earlier podcasts, and we have a disclaimer at the uh, at the end. Uh, and on the site. This is one man's opinion. You should cons- And I don't know all the specific facts, even though you because You never give me all the facts on these questions. I'm answering you to based on my 40 plus years of success, but each individual answer you have to make with your own advisors. You need to talk to your accountants, your lawyers, et cetera, um, because uh, I don't know all the facts. But based on the generic facts, I'm giving you a, a, an answer. And um, the, uh, but I'm not. I'm not steering you wrong. But I, I, I don't want you to be misled because you may be, not telling me germane information that I would have a different answer. For example, you know, uh, should I make a, a a payment on my house, uh, or should I uh, make a payment to the hospital so they don't you know, turn off the respirator on my kid. Well, if you want to keep the respirator on, then I I pay the hospital and not the house payment. See, but you don't tell me all that. All you do is tell me about the the house payment. So uh, it's been fun again. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next uh, uh, podcast. I'm going to change the format a little. Uh, I'm going to introduce some new uh, concepts Uh, to make it a little more fun, as my wife would say. But uh, uh, God bless and peace.
0: This is AskThe50BillionDollarMan.com's official disclaimer. Comments, questions, and remarks made during any part of this podcast are intended to generate discussion and reflection, but are not legal, accounting, tax, investment, appraisal, medical, or other professional advice or instructions, or factual reporting, all of which are expressly disclaimed. Remember, investigate before you invest. We can't do that for you. You are solely responsible for your investigation, analysis, and decisions made with your independent professional advisors, familiar with your specific and verified facts, and current applicable laws and regulations. Reliance on this podcast, its contents, or its participants for any personal or business decision, including but not limited to legal, investment, or other financial decisions, is disclaimed. No comment, question, or remark or other content shall be or be construed as an express or implied promise undertaking contract or agreement or a waiver of any part of this disclaimer or applicable laws. The owners and distributors disclaim any obligation to supplement, correct, or modify the content of any podcast. No content shall be deemed to encourage evasion or disobedience of any law or the submission to jurisdiction in any country. Reliance upon any facts assumed to be true for the podcast is disclaimed. Persons or entities referred to are fictional, and no depiction or reference to any person or entity is intended. Any seeming resemblance to an actual person or entity is entirely coincidental. All content is copyrighted and may not be used without written permission from Dan S. Pena, Sr.